Welcome to the Gourds and Pomegranates podcast, talking common sense for church communications. Here's Hannah and Joe. We've said it before, but we think it's worth saying again. Your church communications, as with anything else you do in your church, should be covered in prayer. Yeah, we strongly believe that church comms is a ministry. Uh, you're seeking to use gifts that God has given you and church resources to share the gospel with those around you. Uh, that's sharing love to your community, showing what's going on, not just inviting people to events, but highlighting the loving family relationships that do make up your church. This isn't something that the world is used to seeing. And for any other church ministry, we wouldn't think about stepping out of the door without prayer. You know, we pray before our Sunday services. If we're going out to do some leafleting in the town or door-to-door evangelism, it's pretty likely that we're going to sit down for at least five or ten minutes and have a quick prayer meeting to pray over what's about to happen. And we do this hopefully not just because of the habit, um, though, to be honest, there are worse traditions in church than than prayer meetings. (laughs) But we do it because we recognise we're seeking to do God's work and that we need his help to do it. So why should communications be any different? You know, I think often it feels different because it's quite a sort of solitary process, you know, especially mm. if you're in a small church where it's just one person's responsibility alongside kind of a number of other things they're doing. You know, the nature of just sitting on your own in front of a computer screen, you know, rather than it being sort of a group discussion or you're doing it with lots of people, it's it's quite a kind of private yeah. and lonely, to be honest. Um I mean, I feel that very often through my work because it's just me doing it. You know, it often feels like it's more of a technical or logistical task, you know, or it's, you know, sometimes a creative one. And that's very exciting when that happens. But it doesn't often feel like a spiritual one. No. Or perhaps it's just not a priority because of all of our other responsibilities that we all end up taking on in life and within the church so it becomes more of a kind of a case of oh, we just get it done um rather than being intentional with it and you know we get it we've both talked about it very you know very often and you know it's easy for it to just become the norm but it shouldn't be yeah that's right i think even if comms is often more of a solo task we mm. should absolutely be praying for god's help with it Um, because the messages that we're writing on our keyboard have real potential you know they have the potential to reach lots of people maybe more even than the words that are spoken from the front on a Sunday morning and that could be quite a scary (laughs) thought Um, obviously we'll do our best to craft what we write in a really careful thoughtful way but isn't that true even more of the vicar or the pastor for his sermon you can bet that they are putting all of their care and attention into the words that are going to say to you, taking it really seriously. And yet they are still praying really hard about mm. what they're going to say, the words they're going to bring to the church, no matter how hard they've worked on them. So we need to remember that with comms, it's an act of worship to God. It's yeah. a calling. And I think it's a really high calling, not just a tick box exercise. So before you post that content, before you sit down to organize the content or the events that you're going to be putting out over the next couple of months, be sure to make the time to pray specifically for the work you're about to do, that God will use it for his glory and make that a discipline. Yeah, definitely. You know, I find it sometimes and probably sometimes more often than I'd actually like, you know, I need to keep a perspective and prayer is a really important way of doing this. 
as silly as it might sound, you know, as someone whose life, my ministry, my hobbies, my means of connection and relationships with people revolves around social media and online, I do need to remind myself that it is not life and death. And I'm very aware of it not sounding flippant, it, you know, like it doesn't matter what I do or how I do it. It does matter and it matters to me a lot. But sometimes it can matter a bit too much and it can take up too much of my thinking and my attention and concern and my responsibility because I did that wrong rather than it being a sort of a uh, working alongside God in the way that I should be doing it. And it's a matter of um, balance as well, isn't it? That perspective and that balance between the different things that you're doing and yeah, the different positive and negative attitudes that come with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like generally speaking, at the end of the day, if something doesn't get sent out, if the wrong photo or poster gets attached to a post or the wrong person or account gets tagged, I mean, I'm in a bit of doo-doo maybe, but you know, it's not the end of the world. I had an issue with Church Suite recently and I had an error. Emails didn't get sent out. I apologized and we all moved on and that was fine. And it's probably was one of the worst things to happen recently for work. But I was like, okay, well, there's nothing I can do about it. It's not what you aim for. No, no, absolutely not. And and I, I emailed my client and I said, I'm really sorry this happened. I've sent it out now. That was my fault for having, I hadn't checked through the process when I was scheduling it ironically that it was scheduling that, that <laughs> caused the problem but my sister's a nurse and she worked in intensive care for a bit and I mean she wouldn't tell us everything but I am well aware that my work is not a case of if I do something wrong I could kill someone which I mean she never said it like that but read between the lines <laughs> yeah and and like I mean that's quite scary mm. Like to to think that that is the burden that you're you that goes alongside your job, and I'd like to think that my work is life giving to me, to those I work with, and to those who see my content. I I'm learning that the way for me to think about it is that I'm sowing seeds into their lives so that their lives will be changed. But it is sometimes it's good to remind myself that my job is not always as serious or as dramatic as I, I sometimes make it out to seem, or I feel that it is, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not dramatic at all, am I? Um, no comment. You know, no. <laughs> um, I, you know, I also have to remind myself to keep good mental health practices, you know, as you said, balance, because thinking about how often I'm online, you know, not looking at screens all the time, thinking about what I'm consuming, who I'm engaging with, and actually how I'm using it, sort of um, social media or, or digital. Because as much as we seek to use these creative tools and social networks for the kingdom purposes, you know, it shouldn't come to a surprise to anyone that these platforms do have a very real potential to actually cause a lot of harm to users and audience and consumers. So it's, 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 you know, we do need to think about it seriously. So to help keeping this perspective, it is good to bring yourself, and I say that like myself, back to why we're doing this. Yeah. What are the purposes and intentions behind our communications plan? You know, both for you or your church, your organization, you know, how does this serve God and the kingdom? 
Yeah. Because as much as we can lose that perspective, taking comms too seriously, sometimes we can get down on ourselves and feel it's pointless and just not helpful to anyone. But I need to remember that it is valuable and I am doing meaningful work. I am serving the kingdom, mm. comms jobs, creative roles and all of those sorts of, I don't want to say odd, but, you know, not typically always appreciated in the church sort of personalities and natures and giftings and interests you know they are so often left behind in the church they are ministries they are yeah. missional opportunities they are valid they are a service and if god made you that way you don't need to try and fit into anything else just because your service isn't churchy enough yeah definitely it, it won't always be the most prominent thing and that's probably yeah. right but that doesn't mean that it's not valid and it isn't service for god and i think that's why it's really important to think about um giftings as we as we're talking about prayer and as we're talking yeah. about comms as a ministry um to think about giftings in the same way that we would with any other ministry you know we need to recognize that comms is an area that needs certain skills or sensitivities and we need to carefully think about whether comms is realistically the best role for a given person um, you know, just because someone can do it doesn't necessarily mean they should or that they're the right person for it. Mm. It's definitely good to give people opportunities to serve, um, especially if comms is an area they're passionate about. But we should then use that as an opportunity to test the water, both for them and us. Not just do they enjoy it, but are they skilled? Are they gifted? Does their attitude reflect a, a sort of humble um, way of serving God through this? Yeah. And we do the same for anything else. You know, if someone wants to join the music group, I think we'd probably want to listen to them play their instrument um, rather than just chucking them in and hoping that they're good. But actually, if they're terrible, then everyone's going to end up embarrassed. Um, I mean, I've you know, been there. What... I've had that. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've seen it too many times as well. But I think it usually happens for the wrong, sometimes for the right reasons, sometimes for the wrong. I mean, you don't want to hurt people. But at the same time, sometimes I think you know that there's potential for hurt and yeah. we let it happen anyway because it's easier that way. Mm. So whilst comms isn't life or death, um, that doesn't mean that we should just hand over the reins of the social media accounts to anyone just because they show an interest. And even when it's really tempting to do that because it might get it off of our own to-do list. Um, you know, as with any gift, it needs to be recognised in someone and not just recognised by that person, the person in question. And sometimes the conversations that go with this can be uncomfortable, mm. um, but speaking the truth and love to them will be good in the long term and could avoid potentially harmful situations further down the line and avoid hurt being caused. So a good thing to be thinking about, I mean, whether you're doing this as a comms leader or part of the church leadership, is how do we identify the people that can serve? And this could involve raising awareness of the different areas that need help and that need service as well. So mentioning and praying for comms from the front there's an idea mm. um or highlighting the different types of people in the church seeing what they do you know getting to know your congregation better as well as their skills or the things that they're interested in yeah i, I think getting people up the front is great um mm. though very often people work behind the scenes because they don't want to come up to the front but i think it is really important you know we also want to encourage regular prayer from the church for your ministry so i think yeah. it doesn't even have to be comms could be the gardening team put them out the front and pray for them yeah but it's really important to ensure that you are equipping the church to pray for comms so don't just sort of leave them blind of not really knowing what to say 
including the comms of your church, those doing the comms, those receiving it, you know, at all points of the journey of it, essentially. Yeah, the testimonies. Well, exactly. You know, otherwise people don't, they don't see the point in it. Yeah. You're making sure to keep your leadership in the loop. And I think the congregation as well, you know, it helps them to kind of get it so that they know why you're always taking photos or trying to encourage people to like and share. I always get told off, oh, you're always on your phone. Yeah, because I'm actually putting out posts what the church is up to at the moment. So it's sort of I'm doing my job, not just being a, <laughs> an annoying millennial on my phone. You know, it might encourage them if they know why you're doing it. It might encourage them to do it too. And it's not just that you're doing your job for the sake of a job because churches have to have social media accounts. You are doing God's work in doing yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, also it's doing it appropriately. I'm not going to go and stand up the front whilst the minister's talking and, you know, take, <laughs> take a church selfie. But I've seen that too. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that. Um, <laughs> just, I was just imagining doing it. <laughs> Sorry, not really. It freaked me off. Church communicator Hannah Fleming Hill recently lost her job due to taking a <laughs> selfie next to the vicar. <laughs> I just go up and congregants said during communion was not the most appropriate time. <laughs> hey, yeah, that would be good. Um, no, it wouldn't be, but it'd be quite funny though. <laughs> we enjoy the kind of this time tomorrow style segments, and again, it doesn't need to be just reserved for the comms teams, but other people in the church. You know, what are they doing that needs prayer? And it's, I think, it's a great tip for a regular or sort of occasional element to include within your services gets people to know who other people are and what they do, especially if they don't see someone always up the front or in worship or coffee or welcoming. Actually, do you know what? They're cleaning the church every week, but they're doing it when there's no one else in the church. But no one knows that because they're not being watched doing it. And I think actually it's potentially something you can use for social media content, you know, with a little bit of rewriting something to share, put on your website, put on newsletters of highlighting who you've spoken to this week. I think it's a fantastic way of community building with actually very little effort. Yeah, I think just showing what people are doing has so much value and it can stop that judgmental attitudes from yeah. taking hold as well. Mm -hmm. That just because you don't see exactly what that person's doing every week doesn't mean that they're not doing, doing anything. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned um, like the gardening team. I used to wonder, if I'm completely blunt, what was the purpose of the flower team? <laughs> the people who had their special cupboard in the church and were, were always so busy like after the, the Sunday service and put their energy into flowers, which as far as I'm concerned, the church service would continue exactly the same whether they were at the front or not. But by seeing what they're doing, by hearing about what they're doing and the testimonies like i say of the effects of what they're doing mm. it makes you see the impact they're having and mm. so i'm not thinking of the flower team anymore and thinking what a waste of time but i'm seeing there are people in hospital there are people who have been ill and haven't been able to get out of church this week who that has meant a, a great deal to them to yeah. get some flowers and some uh note and to know that the church is thinking of them and praying for them so whatever ministry it is take turns get them up the front pray for them and it will help other people to pray for them as well i think it's just a good thing for the church yeah definitely and so if we go back to our very first episode where we explained the seemingly very <laughs> random name for for our podcast 
we wanted to remind ourselves with gourds and pomegranates and draw ourselves back to the excellence mm. and the skills that God's people in the past have used in service to the kingdom, you know, specifically with building the temple with the gourds and pomegranates, but the ways that God's people have applied their creative gifts with as much artistic flair as they can, reflecting mm. the creative nature that mm. God has given us as he's created us and not for their own glory, but to glorify God. Yeah. Yeah. And so we seek to carry out all of the comms activities that we do with this same excellence. And we don't always get it right, but we do it with the humility that comes with prayer and making sure that we can just try and serve God with everything that we can. And from that point on, handing it over to him to do something with. Mm. You know, and it does require God to be present in our work for it to be effective. And sometimes yeah. we can forget it. You know, we can get distracted by the numbers and the attention that we forget who it's for and why we're doing it. We can have all the viral strategies, the best cameras and amazing musicians to make, you know, amazing content that will reach people. And it may do, but equally, God can use a humble video shot on your iPhone to reach people and dramatically change lives. Yeah, he's used things that have <laughs> more humble roots than, than that. Yeah. yeah. So we strongly believe that God can and does change lives through the work that you and I are doing for our churches, whether that's designing leaflets, editing videos, creating social content, or just updating the church website. And so we do want to keep praying for all of you that God continues to work through you. And we'd love to hear from you about the fruits of your efforts and your testimonies as well. So do let us know at hello at gppodcast.uk. And we'll be back soon. Thank you.